0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode 22 of the Chelstars Stars podcast. Yes, I am back in action. I have missed the last four podcasts, Woo! and I know, I know it hasn't been as entertaining without me there, but my friends over here have been holding it down. I am glad to be back. I'm glad to be back, finally talking about hockey again. Today, we got a good one. We're going to be talking about some award predictions um, that we all made. And we're going to be going over Canucks again, like usual, the latest news, how they've been doing, and Rutherford. Rutherford is going to be one of the main topics as well, too, in our uh, conversations. But I will let Max kick it off with some of the news around the league.
1: Perfect. Thank you, Mikey. Um, Obviously since our last podcast there hasn't been too much uh in the news. Obviously a big one happening over the weekend though with the sad news of Gino Ogic passing, um Canuck legend, a fan favorite. Um I know kind of obviously before my time and didn't get to watch him, but I know he's a, he has a deep place in Canuck's history and you know, he will be sadly missed. Moving on to more current news, as we are currently recording this, the Canucks are facing the Tampa Bay Lightning. And Stamkos, obviously, coming into the game with 499 goals. And within about four minutes, he gets his 500th career goal, the third active player to do so, which is quite the accomplishment. And then he followed up with 500. And- 1 so that's great to see it's currently 4-1 so we're in a great mood
0: <laughs> it's kind of crazy how he's doing all this especially being injured like that whole season pretty much with that broken leg And he's had, um, he's had multiple bad injuries yeah with a healthy season look how he's doing
1: the last few seasons even
0: yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, going on multiple cup runs and they look to be more or less the same this year
0: I think he just took a penalty, though, Max. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> what a goon.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, not much else in the news there. I mean, there's a few key signings here and there, but nothing that really will have much to talk about. Um, moving on to just a few days ago, we also had uh, the big Jim Rutherford press conference and this all you know actually happened because of what uh we learned a few days before it with tanner pearson being out for the rest of the season due to multiple hand you know having three hand surgeries in the last couple months uh and quinn hughes's comments post-game saying that they did not handle it correctly which of course led to the press conference But that wasn't really the biggest news coming out of it. Um, I got some quotes here so we can go through about a lot of the more team talk and the future of the team. And, you know, obviously it sparked a lot of outrage um, from the fans. So I'm going to go through here and just uh, bring out some of the more key quotes. So starting off, he was very honest. It was about a 45-minute press conference. Uh, one of the first ones, he, first quotes he said was, uh, "I'm disappointed in the job I've done at this point." Clearly, not seeing the uh, bigger picture there with the Canucks and how he, I guess he thought it would be a lot easier, to say the least. Canucks uh, um, Did they now? <laughs> oh, that a boy, Huggy! Ooh, man. that was pretty.
0: Wait, when did it become five one?
1: Oh, is it five one? <laughs> well, five two? No, no.
0: It said five. It said five one on the score on the uh, scoreboard. I think he
2: must it have up. messed that up. Yeah. No, that's four two. Unless did can get that goal, this damn
1: coast too. <laughs> Uh, another quote I can fire up with that is uh, when I came here, I knew it was going to be a big challenge and I thought we were going to going to have to do minor surgery. Have I changed my position? Yeah. we're we have to do major surgery. Oh shit. So <laughs> that one's a big one there. Cause I think that really dictates what the future of this team will look oh. like.
2: So with that comment, that should set the tone that, like,
1: rebuild, major rebuild.
3: You would think.
1: You would think. (laughs) Anyways, continue. (laughs) Now that you said that, I'm going to go right to this quote. We're not looking toward a rebuild. I'd rather call it a retool. My preference when we make these deals is not necessarily for draft picks. I'd prefer younger players that didn't work out with their entry-level contract and give them a second chance. I huh? want
4: only that boss. That
1: is bizarre. <laughs>
4: like, like who? Like
1: who? Well... Like cool Yeah, that's who, unfortunately, man. I immediately think of. And you think of what Benning did, and that's exactly what he did. You know, targeting like Sven Berchi, kind of just random players like that that...
2: Oh, yeah. ...didn't yeah. work. So, Anywhere else. Goldobin, was he a Benning guy? Yeah, so that
1: being said, do you guys... Th- Th- like the idea of that quote right there and that. Philosophy. No. No. I feel
3: like no one would say yes to that. I- That's basically what they've been doing for the last however many years. It hasn't worked out yet. And now we're just going to try the same thing with a different person in charge of it. It doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Well, okay. Here's my perspective. If they keep on retooling, eventually it has to work one time. It could be next <laughs> year. It could be twenty years into the future, <laughs> but it has to work eventually. Nobody
0: wants to wait twenty years.
1: And <laughs> Rutherford can't happening. make it another twenty years. Ouch! He'll die. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I feel like this retooling is his last retooling. Like, surely, you know.
0: Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind Pulley Arvey, but I also heard. um also, seen. Did you guys see that Boston post that uh, Marshan or Marshan oh, yeah. made a little comment on? It was like an edited lineup with Pulley R V on their fourth line, and Marshan like commented an emoji, just like the shushing emoji <laughs> <laughs> onto it. I mean, he'd be he'd fit in well there, I think. I mean, he definitely I, like, needs see- a change of scenery.
3: Yeah, like yeah. the optimist in me wants to say, oh, maybe a couple good moves with people like that if it works out and yeah sure maybe a retool would be great but I just feel like the chances of that all coming together are just so slim
1: yeah you're essentially like Kyle mentioned you're essentially targeting busts in a way and you're hoping that they pan out and then you look like a genius but the harsh reality with that is if they don't Mm -hmm. and they continue to be a bust then this backfires again and then it's the exact same thing and, you know, a couple of years from now, you're looking at the exact same scenario. What I don't get is those draft picks are young players. These young Who players are, gonna are making, excel? you know, the lineups earlier than ever nowadays. You look at first round picks, they're 18, 19 year olds making the lineup all the time. Why <laughs> Why do you need to go and get a pull your RV? Like, is he really that established too? target over draft picks. Like, if Horvat gets traded to Edmonton, for example, and RV is, like, the main piece going back, that is awful.
0: That's, yeah, that's just... That is, that's yeah. Horrible. Horrible. That's poor. That's
1: poor. The same as Giroux for Tippett
2: last year. Yeah? Like, Like, it just doesn't compare.
1: Yeah, it's... Insane. Um, I'll throw another quote at you since we're basically getting into the horror that talk here uh, and others. All the core players aren't going to end up still being here, but we haven't had the opportunity, opportunity to take those steps. We're halfway through the season and we're stuck with contracts that we can't move. Unless <laughs> we move those out or until they expire, it's going to be hard to make those changes. So I feel like we all know what contracts he's probably referencing, in which Myers, OEL, you know, you can argue maybe Besser Garland. Um, Pearson. Pearson, yeah. Um, The only issue with the whole comment of them expiring, uh, OEL's expired four years after this one. So what kind of comment is that? (laughs) Yeah. Like, so we're going to have to wait four years till we start to be a good team? Is that it? Like...
0: Nobody wants to wait that long, bro. We've literally been waiting since they've made the cup run in 2011 for a good team. Yeah. They they had success in the bubble when Demko was playing, when they made it to that, whatever, the semifinals it was or whatever against Vegas, but we haven't really seen anything since.
1: Yeah, nothing at all. Ever since then, it's been higher expectations and met with very unsuccessful seasons.
0: And the other thing about R- Rutherford is like, there's so many rumors of him like speaking about bringing in a different coach. I can't even imagine how, like Boudreau feels like knowing that at any day, any moment he'll be replaced.
1: Yeah. Okay. That leads me into my next one. Thanks, Mikey. <laughs> uh,
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. Perfect. <laughs> we, we intro there. We rehearsed this.
1: Yep. This was not planned. Not planned. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: all I can say is that Bruce is our coach right now. And then he continued later on, but with that, I'm calling and talking, but don't know that we're gonna make a change and don't want to make a change. Oh my god. But he is calling and talking. and That's like we're dating right now. Yeah. I'm talking to other girls. I have people in the lineup waiting
0: to basically accept the contract. But we all know who the main person he's talking to is.
1: Yeah, apparently a lot of rumors. It's speculation that it's Rick Talkett. Um Obviously, he's uh, one of the, you know, what do they call it, house or whatever for the TNT. So, if anything, he would have to give a fair bit of notice to then join the Canucks. But he is definitely one that they are calling and talking to. So, unfortunately, to Bruce, it does look like that moment could be very soon. We don't know when exactly, though.
3: Okay, but here's my thing with all this Boudreau talk. Like, Sure, we can all call and talk about getting a new head coach, but is anyone trying to look for replacements for all the supporting staff around him that are actually making these smaller decisions, i.e. our penalty kill, which has been absolutely (laughs) trashed for like a year and a half now? Why aren't we looking for somebody to replace that guy's job? Why is it always just the head coach every time?
1: I don't know.
2: It's a good question. With the head coach, he usually follows everyone getting canned eventually, right? Didn't didn't they replace all the assistants this summer or the, this offseason? They
1: only replaced kind of like the second kind of line. It, they did a little bit of shuffling. They it was Brad Shaw going I believe to Philly and Mike Yo uh coming in. Ooh. And they brought up last year's Abbotsford head coach, Trent Cole, to then I believe be the defensive coach this year, if I'm correct. Um but all of these Deeper. guys basically I'm mentioning were almost part of the old at least Trent Cole was old regime. Um and Jason King being, I believe, the offensive power play coach. Um, with Boudreaux possibly going out, I would assume, you know, Rutherford and Elvin will want to get their hands kind of more, you know, fingers kind of enticing all of the, you know. Their new coaches this summer, so I would say they're also going to be gone. Was was Boudreau a a Benning hire or a or a Um, shoot? No, they were. right before Benning and Green were fired at this exact same time. So So it was uh, a Rutherford interim hire. So it was kind. Well, Rutherford was like technically like a week or two after Boudreau. Boudreau uh, already had a contract before yeah, Rutherford was in. Place. Was in then okay. Rutherford, but yeah, Green and so Benning went then. at the exact same time. So it wasn't Rutherford's decision. I think it w- would have come down to Stan Meal at that time. Right. Yeah. So a lot of Canuck news. This will not stop until well, even not the deadline, which is coming. Early March, it will go into the off season as well. He also, I didn't write down the quote, but they did hint at possible buyouts being an option. What buyout penalty be on for the OEL one? It's not great. (laughs) It would last eight years. Wow! So we yikes. You know, it's an option. Myers is buyout proof. He only has one year, anyways. After this one, so hopefully you can. trade him in some possible way but
2: at least oel
1: isn't bio proof it's not I think if they can't trade him they will buy him out that is my say it just might be too expensive to trade him I was gonna say what what is the most you <laughs> you think is a fair offer to trade him like oh God because it would take it would take a lot he has the no move clause too so he gets the say too on where oh, he goes yeah. so that is just that just makes the trade that much harder you can't even put him back on arizona or anywhere so i safe th- to say it's almost trade
2: proof as well <laughs> it's more trade proof than it is proof, which is yeah <laughs> it's fine That's like if you bio cost savings so you save a decent amount of money the first few years which it sucks that now you're you're stuck in it for such a time but a
1: couple years down the road it would suck but i think that's what they will be doing though if they don't trade them
2: that would definitely be the way to go. I think that they just need to move that contract. Not to get too off topic, but I think—I mean, that's on topic. <laughs> I think just that one contract relief would be huge to give to the guys under them, or under him, a uh, bit more playing time and actually develop
1: players instead of. Yeah, I mean, what he was healthy scratch a week ago. He was healthy scratch, yeah, like the day after our podcast last week, which I was very happy about. <laughs> I've been calling for that for a while.
2: Yeah, I think we mentioned it a few times, that's for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, that's about it for that. You know, it was a very interesting press conference. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I just grabbed some quotes here and there from it. But I know there is a lot of fan outpour. Those are the most quotes. quotes you could have got. Oh yeah, these were yeah, the quotes yeah, that they're... I heard heard a lot about. <laughs> Especially it's... that retooling one, eh?
2: <laughs> that one was all over social media. I think the entire press conference, like oh, yeah. just how people felt about it, was all over social media. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: At least what I saw, like TikTok and Instagram and stuff, just people like losing their minds at.
1: Yeah. Just the fact that it seems to be the exact same. Yeah. I will also like to note, again, didn't write down the quote, but I wish I did now. He did get asked if ownership has been, like, kind of, help, you know, meddling with all of these moves. And he said no. Which is uh, probably just saving his ass, but... <laughs> Say, can
3: he really say anything
1: <laughs> he, can't, he can't say yes
2: what's he going
4: to say <laughs> Yeah.
1: Hey, hey,
2: is, is, is ownership making your life hell yeah. right now actually <laughs> yeah yes. behind this your is head,
1: head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like what yeah. so yeah no shit he was going to answer like that <laughs> so I mean I think we can probably move on to our ro- award predictions here Um, Kyle if you want to take it away
2: nobody else wanted to say anything else about that lovely press conference okay Um, so last week we did the last week we did the standings recap and just talked about that a little bit this week we're going to be talking about our awards um, predictions and recap all that jazz and just basically talk about Conor McDavid for the next 20 minutes I think (laughs) He's easily the most dominant player in the league this year, um, so that's why we all unanimously selected him for winning the heart. Like, I like is is there any chance he doesn't win the heart?
0: No, I don't think <laughs> there is. <laughs> He's got eighty four points in how many games? Like halfway through the season, that's
4: unreal. will like he win games? the heart? If if Oilers miss the playoffs, does Oof. he still win the heart? <laughs>
1: I thought he has to, right? That's the crazy part, too, is that they're going to have to rely on him to be this good still to make the playoffs. playoffs. So he could be on pace, you know, if he has to up his game, could be around 150 points,
4: maybe? He's had previous seasons where he's led the league and it was miss the playoffs, and he didn't win the heart. That has happened.
1: I think this this season, the you know he's even like almost twenty points up on Dreisaitl, which says what? a lot. <laughs> are they playing together all that much though, or are they split up just to balance? They're out? split up. Yeah, they, they have the most dominant power play, I would say. Oh, so, so half his points are from that power play with Dreisaitl. Just automatic on the power play.
3: So if we're saying that pretty easily, McDavid is going to come number one for the heart. Who do you guys think would be the closest runner-up then?
1: Ooh. Um, James Thompson. My, uh, <laughs> my sleeper could be like a Jason Robertson.
0: Damn close hat trick.
2: <laughs> Jason, yeah, Jason Robertson's a great pick for sure. Um, I got to give love to my boy Miko Rantanen because he's carrying yeah, a load a this one. year.
3: Yeah, I saw a stat the other day, Kyle, and I don't know if this is up to date, that he had, like, a goal or primary assist on, like, 40-something percent of the Avalanche's goals this year so far.
2: Sounds about right. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's... Yeah, it's insane. I don't know how he does it. He's getting he's getting feisty, though, if you ever watch him lately. he's He's, uh... He's, uh... Oh. Turn into angry person. An angry person. <laughs> angry person. <laughs> I mean, he's a pretty big boy. He can handle himself. Well, he we can. I mean, he's getting angry, angry at the refs is the issue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He took like two two-hand chops from Zadorov on a breakaway with an empty net, and he just lost it to the refs afterwards. They tried to call penalty, and he's like, I want a goal. So they gave him a goal.
4: I um, think you could, could throw all mark in that in a conversation I feel like it's for most valuable all mark yeah yeah i'd throw him in there for sure
2: that's fair that's fair they're they're okay. definitely splitting the split splitting the crease a lot more than they were earlier in
1: the season mm-hmm. yeah it's completely 50 50 now pretty much yeah oh really but Olmark's record overall, I think, is what, like 24, 2, and 1? Like, just ridiculous.
4: No, yeah, yeah, 23, 2, and 1, yeah. There you go, yeah, that's just <laughs> stupid. That's his mm-hmm. record?
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, <laughs> I guess that can lead us over to the to our Vesna um, predictions. Where are we at with those? Who do we have? Um,
1: Well, only two of us picked Hallmark. Yeah. Kyle Kyle picked Soros. (laughs) Shocker there. (laughs) Thanks. He's playing Unreal lately. I I think he's going to get hot. Especially if Nashville makes the playoffs. If Nashville
2: makes the playoffs, it's solely because of him. Because nobody else is having a a repeat season from last year.
1: Max, you have Sorokin. Yeah, similar in a way to the Nashville pick. I figured if the Islanders are to make the playoffs, I feel like Sorokin is just a massive part of that. And he's become such a consistent and, you know, great goalie. Um, He's playing up great, you know, analytical numbers too, if you want to look there. Um, Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, it's a tough bet. I'm looking at all of our picks for goalies, and they're all easily number one. This is a tough call, I would say. And it really depends yeah. on what happens in the second half of the season. Uh, yeah, I think the second half of the season will definitely. Because I don't even know what order I could put these in. Sorokin, you can argue. Obviously, Soros, Allmark, I I could easily put one, two, three on any of them. Yeah. And Hellebuck,
4: Coreyhead. Yeah, I put Hellebuck, uh, just as a prediction, you're talking about the second half of the season. I think Winnipeg will, will continue to have a strong performance and, um, you know, Boston, like you said, they're splitting the crease right now and I'm not sure they can keep the record that they're currently playing at. Uh, in terms of the other goalies, I just, Hellebuck's been there, done that. And I think, uh, He'll guide the Jets to a strong playoff seeding.
2: Sleeper pick right now, um, Martin Jones in Seattle. 21-6 record. That's insane.
1: His stats, though, overall, aren't that good. (laughs) Pretty terrible. Yeah, that's the only thing. <laughs> I yeah, maybe is, lately it's been okay. He's had back to back shutouts, but then his the save percentage is below 900.
0: Yeah, how how <laughs> is that even? How about uh, Logan Thompson
4: from Vegas? How it's about uh, Jake Odinger? Jake Odinger has really good numbers and has played a lot of games for Dallas.
1: Yeah, he has a heavy workload with them.
4: Yeah. So I'm surprised no one's uh put his name in there as well.
1: Then and Shisterkin,
2: like that's who we all had at the start of the season predictions.
4: Yeah. I mean but he,
2: but he wasn't mentioned once now with with us.
4: Well it's so um you look at it as who's doing the best as of right now. And there's, you know, just a few names really. Yeah, Steph hasn't been in that conversation. But Rangers have been kinda of lackluster. You know, same as Vasilevsky. Tampa Bay is doing well, but his The numbers aren't I mean, typically goals against is close to two for you know put up gotta put up that one one big really good year to kind of win that Vesna. Yep. <clears throat> Then have a state percentage to match and play on a good team that gets a lot of wins, doesn't get scored on a lot.
2: Yep. It there's a it, it's crazy how much a goalie having having a good season can affect a team. Oh, oh yeah. Like like even just and shaky start and Soros wasn't like prime Soros at the start of the season. And both of their teams fell fell apart right at the start of the year. And like, if you think of Edmonton's goaltending, Stuart Skinner's doing pretty alright. But I'm surprised really you.
1: Fucked. I'm surprised in didn't drop sorrows. <laughs> Me. Yeah, after his slow start. <laughs> I did that last year, I yeah, think, and <laughs> the Vulture got him.
2: Exactly. You learn <laughs> from your mistakes. I learned from my mistakes a little bit. I still go on mass. Dropping streaks like I did this week, I, I'm just sick of my team, so I just dropped three players. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyways, we'll move on from our goaltending predictions because I think it's anyone's game at this point. Um, next award, next Norris. This is a interesting discussion I think that we can have. I'm I'm sticking with my preseason prediction of McCar, but everyone else has changed their tune. We got Morsi by Aaron and Corey. What do you guys think about that?
4: Uh, I think he's playing well and having a good year. And he's the number one guy in Winnipeg. Apparently, I like Winnipeg, I guess. But, uh, <laughs>
2: You're a really big one. Uh, <laughs> um,
4: he's having a strong, strong year. And I think he'll if he keeps up the offensive production... I, you know I haven't can't say I've watched a lot of different defensemen around the league, so that was just uh the player I went with,
3: yeah, like he's definitely someone who's had more of a breakout season this year. um He's been getting a lot more points, but also very reliable defensively too and I mean, how can you not vote Josh Norrisy for the Norris trophy?
0: <laughs> oh' That's a pretty
1: good pun, oh
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm just going to leave for another report. so it's grabbing me.
2: Really, Matt? Mike, yeah, I was going to toss it over to you.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, me, eh? Uh,
2: yeah, who do you I have? Picked,
0: uh, I picked Ottawa Eric Carlson. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> Ottawa Eric. I only put Ottawa Eric Carlson because he's playing like he's back in Ottawa when they made that crazy playoff run and he was a star. He's putting up numbers. Um, I believe his stat... Let me just pull this up real quick. Uh he is currently uh third. Tied for third with Leon Dreisight and assist 44. Uh, and he we'll, got fourteen uh, he got say, fourteen goals. I'll say yeah.
1: he just had a one goal to assist knight.
0: Like right now. Well so you can count him. Even uh, better. Even better. <laughs> he has negative six, but obviously he is playing on San Jose who or not the greatest um, this season. But he is definitely carrying his weight. He's playing like he should have been playing and why he made that money. So that's kind of why I chose him. It looks like he's back to his old ways, but you know, it's, this could just be a really good season for him and he could be City next season. But I think he deserves it right now. Does he get traded at the deadline? Uh, it's going to be for a lot more than I think if he keeps it up now.
2: This is trade value's gone up.
4: How does how does a team take on that contract? Oh, I think San Jose could retain. How much? There's, yeah. It's, how many more years are on that thing?
0: That's a good question.
4: There's yeah. got to be like five more years at least. You got to think
0: of a team who's probably still in the sand that like don't really care about like cap because they still got a ton like, you know, Arizona or like.
2: Oh, Corey, you're spot on five years, four years after this year, but five years left currently.
4: Well, okay, so a competitive team, I would think, would want to pick them up. What what kind of teams do you have space for that? Mm -hmm.
0: That's a lot of money. The Canucks, once they buy out Myers, Ekman, Larson, and uh... (laughs) love yeah. 15 other guys with bad contracts. Yes, yeah,
2: so another yeah. contract to get stuck with. Nice. Oh,
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's a great question. I don't even know many teams that would be able to take on that much.
0: Max, you also picked Carlson. What was your reasoning?
1: Uh, you pretty much said every goddamn point. Um,. I don't know. He's just looking so dominant out there. Every goddamn time I look at the score app, he's just always part of every single San Jose goal. We brought up Rantanen being a part of whatever, 40-something percent of the you know Colorado goals. I really want to find the stat on Eric Carlson's now. Because uh, San Jose, not the best team, as we all know. Uh, but Carlson, he's part of every goal. Um As I just mentioned about him having a goal and two assists tonight, he now is up to one goal, three assists tonight. (laughs) Um, Oh, wow. So (laughs) he's looking pretty good. Um, I mean, if their team was better, he would would definitely have a lot more heart votes. But Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, not the case. Um, Do I think he gets traded? No. Just because I feel like, obviously contract wise and even just how good of a season he's having i feel like teams would still be a little hesitant on trading for him um you know with a little bit of injury history and if he can replicate it that's exactly that i'd say that would be my biggest concern would be Mm -hmm. can he replicate it is it just a one season thing like is it just because he's on you know he's the main guy like no more brent burns Clearly that's made such a big impact because he's just the guy to go to. So if he gets traded to a contender, say he somehow gets traded to a contender, they make the money work, but then he's stuck, you know, playing, you know, with guys that also get a lot more ice time. I feel like his production would definitely plummet.
3: Okay, so Max, just to get back to how many, the percentage you want to know about Eric Carlson. So I do have a stat here. Google is my friend. What can I say? Uh, so You're this is just... It's Kyle too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, posted by the NHL about... This was January 5th. Um, he was a factor on 44.5% of San Jose's goals this season, which is the highest single season percentage in the NHL's modern era by a defenseman. Cool.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, okay. That's a stat. Yeah. That's
4: really, snapped. really
0: high. Uh, Why didn't I see that? Give, give him the Norris now, am I right?
1: Give the MVP? Man, Ezra? that's crazy season for him. Uh, Kyle, how does your player shape up to Eric
3: <laughs> After that, dad.
1: my player's injured right now. <laughs> I'm sticking with,
2: with McCar though. He's 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 carrying the load this year, and I think Carlson's gonna have a drastic decline the last third of the year. Um, I think Morsey can't keep up where he's at. I think McCar's biggest competition is Fox. So I think it's gonna be either Adam Fox or Kale McCarr at the end of the season with the Norris Trophy.
1: Yeah, that's another thing I didn't actually... I kind of forgot about in the moment, but with San Jose looking to possibly sell off Timo Meyer, that's a big part of their team, so you'd assume Arrow Carlson kind of hurts with a weaker team. Yeah, and, I mean... You know, Colorado looking to get into the playoffs, they're going to look to go on a big stretch, and Macar will be a big part of it. For sure, exactly.
2: I don't think... Like, M- Makar's playing, like, 26 27 minutes a night so he's going to keep on getting the ice time hopefully that cuts down a little bit maybe he gets less pk time um and can rest up for when he's going to be able to actually make a difference um but yeah i i I think i think Makar's gonna come back and have a really strong second half of the season
1: Fox is a good sleeper pick too. I wouldn't say he's a sleeper, but he just didn't get (laughs) mentioned by any of us.
2: (laughs) No, no, he didn't, but he's having a solid season so far. He's he'll always have solid seasons. Um, I just don't think, um, the, the production's going to stay there for, for the people that are, that are the top defensemen so far. So, I mean, that's just my guess. I I'm probably wrong. I'll acknowledge that. Like, more and Carlson are probably going to have great mm-hmm. ends to the season, but just got to stick with my boy Kale. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving into our next award, let's uh, let's go over shard trophy here. Um, so far, McDavid's in the lead, right?
1: Yep, that's still the case.
2: How I many goals does he have? He's at 38, but not a huge lead over second place and third place. We got Pasternak at 35 and Tage Thompson at 32, and even Rantanen's close there with 31 goals as well. So, um, which of you
4: thought McDavid will win the
2: Rock? Richard?
4: Yeah, I can talk. I think McDavid will win the uh, Richard because look at. Edmonton, they're doing mediocre, and he's still got thirty-eight goals. Also, McDavid's goal scoring is consistent. He scores game and a couple goals a game, one goal a game, two goals a game, three goals a game. It's very consistent. Uh, I think his competition would be Pasternak at thirty-five. But again, Boston has had they've done so well that if they don't keep up that pace, Pasternak's goals will be like slightly decreased. Uh, his goal-scoring rate, I think. Um, and then you look at Tage Thompson, who has 32 goals. He's scored in bunches, like those four or five-goal games. Um, I don't think he'll have as many of those. Uh, in the second half of the year, same kind of thing with Obi. I mean, they're giving him any every opportunity to score, but I don't see him catching McDavid. Uh, Horvat is been very opportunistic. He's had a great year. He's scored a lot of nice goals, but he's also scoring very opportunistic goals. Uh, Robertson is a good pick, but at this point, he's just too far behind with about 10 goals behind McDavid, and uh, that's it. I think uh, yeah, I think connor has got this one. If he just stays consistent, barring no injuries. knock on wood.
1: Knock on wood. Max, you agree? Yeah, totally agree. (laughs) Again, making the point of McDavid needing to keep up/slash do somewhat better for the Oilers to make the playoffs, they're definitely gonna need him to score, and he's definitely upped his goal scoring this year. And I think mm-hmm. he want finally wants a Richard Trophy in his, uh, you know, trophy cabinet. He's definitely uh, on pace for it, Aaron. You and I are
2: the only ones who didn't pick McDavid. You picked Thompson.
3: Yeah, so I kind of made this pick with the asterisk of I would be actually really shocked if McDavid didn't win it. But <laughs> it's kind of more fun to root for the underdog. I don't know. I just feel like you, you never know. A team like Buffalo start making a strong push to the playoffs. Maybe he does have a few more four or five goal games to push him over the edge. And <laughs> you never know. It could happen. I will believe.
2: As long as he gets more fi- four or five goal games. I don't see That's that the key, though. though. So, yeah. <laughs> Without those, he will not win the Rashard. Um, I'm thinking Pasternak for this one. I was, when I was making my list, I was kind of looking at, um, who had the most goals like the last month and Pasternak had more goals than McDavid did in that 30 day stretch. So I decided to go with Pasternak. If he can consistently have just a goal or two more than McDavid, um, every month, then he should finish on top.
3: Yeah, I think that's a really good pick, too, because, I mean, you kind of touched on how McDavid isn't really surrounded by the best supporting cast, whereas Pasternak's kind of on the other side of it, where just the entire team is doing insane right now. So yeah. he will definitely benefit more from that if that keeps up.
2: Yeah, I think, too, like, like, even if someone on Boston was to get injured
1: or they shuffle up the lines a bit, like, he's still playing with way better players
2: than McDavid is, you're right, so...
1: I really like this discussion, as most of these guys I have on Fantasy. (laughs) Do you have McDavid, Pasternak, and Thompson? No, I have McDavid, Pasternak, Ov, (laughs) Horvat. Gracious.
0: And McCarr. Well, now McCarr, (laughs) yes.
4: (laughs) Um, Something to note for Edmonton, Uh, Evander Kane is returning, or has returned.
2: Has returned. Mm -hmm.
4: Has returned to the lineup, so that'll... Maybe a little boost in their offense. I know Kane is more of a a goal scorer, but
2: but having a player like that definitely creates opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah. Damn right. Um, la uh, last player word that we'll touch on is going to be our Calder. I think we're pretty unanimous. I think we're all on the same page with Maddie Berniers. Like he's he's very well. Above the rest of the rookies, I think just with the role he's playing, I think it's a pretty safe award for him. The only person that didn't quite agree was Corey. He had Thompson, who's actually an awesome pick as well. Um, Sneaky rookie because he played last season too. So, tell us more about your pick there, Corey.
4: Yeah. um, How do you say Beniers? That's how you say it, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. In my opinion, he's doing well, but. It's not like an outstanding season uh he has thirty six points so not like um a point per game or some of these big rookie years that we've seen um in the past so in in that case um yeah I'm going to Logan Thompson who is the starter for his team a uh, team that is doing very well um uh, just trying to pull up his uh record here I think he's 18, 12, and one. Got a 262 calls against, and a 913 save percentage, two shutouts. Like starting goaltender for Vegas, one of the better Western teams. Um, to me, that's uh, yeah more worthy of uh, Rookie of the Year than having a good offensive year as uh, Veneers has. So that's why I went with uh, Thompson. That's fair.
2: Um, would you call Logan Thompson the next Steve Mason? No,
4: <laughs> I don't. I don't. No, I don't. I don't know if he has. If he follows up. If he wins the Calder and then um, rapidly declines in the next seven years, then there <laughs> I would call him that. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm not calling him that right okay. now. I'm calling okay. him the predicted Calder Trophy winner. Is what I'll call him.
2: That's fair. That's fair. I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> Um question for everyone who do you think is gonna be the most improved player from the first half of the season to the second half of the season? of rookies no just any player. oh Jesus
4: most improved
1: most improved
4: Tyler myers a <laughs> oh,
1: man I would hope
0: that's that's a stretch
1: <laughs> hmm. That's tough. I need it. Uh,
4: the whole NHL. I mean, NHL. it's kind of a tough one to predict because probably someone that is off your radar right now, and then they'll have a really strong second half.
2: So, you don't got any predictions? Mine is uh, awesome Matthews. I think he's going to have a great second half of the season. I think he's been a bit quiet the first mm-hmm. half even though he's point per
1: game but i think he'll really ramp up the scoring i think uh in general this can go to florida they've had a bit of a rougher first half of the season mm-hmm. but i think just with a very healthy roster barkov's missed a lot of time so i think with him being back and Hill, he's gonna carry them to either a wild card spot or you know maybe top three in the division that'll be a tough one but they're currently outside of the playoffs, but I think Barkov will have the most improved half because <laughs> his first half was rough. <laughs> I like it.
0: JT uh. Miller.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. It's not a bad shout. Okay. Let's hope he can improve at center, though, because if Horvat does go, you would assume he takes his spot. At center, he's not mm-hmm. good. At center, Mike. He's hoping for Huberto as well. Oh,
2: yeah.
4: you know what? You know that's a good pick. I, I was, <laughs> I was actually gonna
0: say him. Um, I was actually gonna say oh. him too, but I no. didn't want to. You have no faith. Also, in I, him. Was off, uh, I was
4: gonna play off. I was gonna play off what Max said with Florida and just say Calgary.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe if Markstrom has a better second half, they'll make a big difference for Calgary in general mm-hmm. yeah Marks would definitely be a player that uh that's looking for
2: that bounce back
4: yeah no interesting that's uh, a tough call <laughs> it's a tough question yeah.
1: yeah very tough question um Aaron do you have any
3: <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't call on me because I'm going to be honest I was not paying attention not and I completely missed the
1: question oh <laughs>
2: Let's not ask you now. because We can just move answer. on. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, Coach of the year, uh, Jack Adams. Everyone's on board with Montgomery um, in Boston. Obviously, his first year on the job, and he's turned that—not turned the team around because they've always been a good team—but definitely got them playing in a way that AC couldn't at the end of or Cassidy Cassidy. Yeah, Cassidy couldn't. Um, near the end of his tenure there. So,
1: yeah, they're currently on pace to break like the whatever it is all time record for points, which is crazy. So I think he's definitely a surefire pick for that award. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, obviously, we
2: sent out in, on our Instagram as well. Um, who do you think is going to win the Norris and? Obviously I answered Makar because of course confident um, and then we had some other answers for more is that correct? Yeah that's correct <laughs> cool. just, to, just making sure I remember correctly yeah, yeah. I don't okay, so hoping that that's wrong because I think my boy Makar is going to have a sick second after the year um, okay. that's all I got for trophy predictions anything else to add guys?
0: No, sir.
4: No. Yeah, no one mentioned um, Rasmus Dahlin in the in the defensive. Uh, sorry, in the Norris talk as well. But he's having a great year with Buffalo.
1: He is, yeah. Definitely carrying a big load there too. Totally. How's Owen Power
2: doing this year? Does anybody have tabs on him?
1: No idea. Oh, no, That's true. Uh, I quickly pulled it up, and he has 15 points in 40 games, uh, all of them being assists, no goals. And he's averaging uh, 24 in minutes a night. Pretty crazy.
2: That's awesome. Good for him.
1: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, for points-wise, pl- Darlene, yeah, 48 and 42. Pretty good. 13 goals as well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Insane. Yeah, see, Pasternak sixteen goals in the last month. McDavid's at thirteen or twelve. Sorry, so. But so that's why I wouldn't pick him. That's why you wouldn't pick Pasternak.
4: No, because McDavid's at the top, and he hasn't scored the most recently. So that means he's been consistent the the whole uh the whole forty five games that we're into. It means he's slowing down a
2: bit. No, he's consistent. Maybe he's getting tired. Getting a bit sleepy after carrying the No,
4: d- he's not tired, d- man. He's got he's bio-steel. Uh, he's got bio-steel, bio bio keeping him sharp, okay?
2: I'm pretty sure McDavid just had a really hot start to the season because the last two months overall as well, Pasternak scored more goals than McDavid. Let's look at no. two and a half months. <laughs> no. Um, no, no, I'm telling you that's a fact. That's not up for debate. <laughs> <laughs> since november since november 5th passionax had more goals than Connor mcdavid that means Connor mcdavid just had a really hot start to the season
4: okay what what how many goals 16 to 13 that's not bad it's only three goals it's not significant
2: since november 5th passionax had 27 goals mcdavid has had 26
4: yeah, from the start, from the start of the season
2: to November 5th. Sorry, I'm just new boot goofing with this. McDavid had 12 goals and Pasternak is somewhere not even on the list. Was he injured? No, he was healthy all year.
1: So McDavid has been the oh. consistent one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So no, no no, so McDavid oh no, okay, <laughs> Pasternak at eight. So McDavid had a really hot start and then slowed down and now he's he's basically at a crawl. He's basically a replacement level player. And Pasternak is the greatest goal scorer in the league. <laughs> hot take.
4: <laughs> I think McDavid is ready to get hot again.
2: You think he's resting, you think he's hibernating.
4: No, he's ready to just get hot again.
1: I mean, McDavid does have five goals in the last five games, so (laughs) I don't know if that's really cooling down. Sounds pretty cool to me. He's also firing about like four or five shots a game on that. (laughs) Let alone the ones he's missed or it gets blocked. (laughs) Only four or five a game? Oh no, what's faster next?
4: (laughs) Also, McDavid in the top 5 leaders in goals is the only player to have more assists than goals. Uh. Which means he's more than just a goal scorer, so he's generating a lot more uh scoring chances.
2: True. True. Cannot argue that. It's a big coursey guy. And Fenwick. <laughs> An expected goals <laughs> for.
4: Yeah.
2: Verse uh, sixty.
1: That's all I got for that. Let's move along to trivia. I'd say, Corey, do you want to fire away with yours first?
4: Oh, sure. Uh, so mine is um, a little different format of trivia today. Uh, it is a topic. It's uh It's an event. Okay the hockey-related event that What are occurred. face-offs? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not the... It's not a face-off. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but I'm giving you one-word clues, and mm-hmm. then, like, you can guess, and I'll tell you yes or no. You can guess any time, but I'm giving you um, one-word clues related to the event.
2: Okay. Is it All okay, right. quick question. Yeah. Are we talking yeah. a recurring event or one specific event?
4: <laughs> a specific event in
2: In hockey history.
4: In hockey history, correct. Oh,
2: okay. Sounds good.
4: All right. Um very clue. Wayne Gretzky. The trade. Nope. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> second second clue. The next, Coyotes.
3: I thought these were gonna be one word answers, Corey. These are <laughs> they're two words. <laughs> <in. laughs> yeah.
4: Is
2: it is it him head coaching or
4: um, I don't know. He coached multiple games.
2: Oh,
1: okay, okay. What he did, okay.
4: <laughs> okay, third clue. Austin Matthews created for. A... I don't know. I don't know. Jonathan Taves. <laughs> what. <laughs> what? We're looking for, as a reminder, we're looking for an event. Okay, next, fourth clue. Uh, Let me just confirm it. Sorry, one moment. (laughs) 32. 32.
1: No guesses. Lost.
2: I'm lost. I'm. I don't have a good knowledge base of this. Hey, <laughs> okay, I hope clue. you
4: have a lot of hints. January sixteenth. <laughs> well. <Whoa>. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Nothing.
1: No. Yeah, no. Okay,
4: next clue. Calder Trophy. Calder Trophy. I. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Do you want me to read them? Okay, so we had uh, Wayne Gretzky, Phoenix Coyotes, Austin Matthews. Um, what did I say? Thirty-two. The number thirty-two. Um, January sixteenth, and Calder Trophy. Did he
0: break some kind of record on that day?
4: I'm thinking.
0: Like on January 16th, he did what Austin Matthews did, had the most goals, I'm guessing. Is that what it is? No. Nope. Okay. Uh, I'm out of luck then. <laughs> I'll, wait till, I'll wait till the next one.
4: <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, we'll get it. I have a few more. Okay, next clue. Brian Boucher. Gold water boy. <laughs> <laughs> no NHL goal. NHL it, goaltender Brian Boucher.
1: Is this something to do with like his whole like fifty and fifty goal, like fifty goals and fifty games? Is that the date or something?
4: You're on the wrong. You're thinking the wrong way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you are wrong. Is what he's saying. <laughs> I don't know what the other way would be.
2: <laughs> Brian Boucher.
4: Brian goal Boucher. Think of all these hints as one leading <laughs> you towards the answer.
2: So you're painting a picture.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I am and painting. Your words are the
2: brush. Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Listen to my voice. <clears throat> do do not wait like the amp- the hints are not the answer.
0: Can you just tell us the answer? <laughs> Are
1: you Bob Ross
4: here? <laughs> I'm, I'm guiding you. So we have Wayne Gretzky. Phoenix no, don't High, tell us again. I'm <laughs> not going to get it. <laughs> the 932, January 16th, Calder Trophy, Brian Booth Day. <laughs>
1: Please, just tell us. 32. I don't really understand that. I'm
2: trying to figure out where the 32 goes. Is it <laughs> yeah. a jersey number? Is it is it.
4: The amount of goals he scored?
1: Who knows, right?
4: <laughs> okay. okay. Next hint, Corey. You're get- your getting hot. Um, next hint 2006.
2: <laughs> 2006. <So>
4: what? <laughs>
0: I'm about to Google this, bro. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. So,
2: so, is it like. So, obviously, Austin Matthews is from Arizona. So, it has to be some sort of interaction between Austin Matthews and.
0: The Capitals versus the Phoenix Coyotes, January 16th,
4: 2006. <laughs> I mean, and- you're not. You're not. Wrong.
0: I'm just gonna keep my answer because I googled it. So you just keep
4: going.
0: That. <laughs> um, is that
2: Ovi's like, like wicked, like over the head? Thing? No, because no, no oh. because cause Curtis Joseph was the goalie. No, no.
4: Do you want the final hint? Yeah, oh, yeah. I do. Behind the back. Right
1: now, wait. So... I wonder if God's correct. Um.
2: Yeah, because I think Austin Matthews is at that. Yeah, it has to be that crazy Ovi goal, right?
4: Well, so let, let me add to the final hint: behind the back while falling through oh, well, the ice. <laughs> it's that <laughs> the Ovi goal. That's correct. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Good Alex job, Kyle. Give him goal. So uh, let me just go through all the hints here. So first was Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky was the coach uh, for the uh, Phoenix Coyotes uh, on that night. Uh, second hint was Phoenix Coyotes. Obviously, <laughs> the team uh, was playing against. Uh, third hint was Austin Matthews. Did you know a young eight year old Austin Matthews was in attendance to watch that goal live? I did not. Uh, uh, the number 32 that was Ovechkin's 32nd goal in the National Hockey League. Okay. Uh, it was Jan- January 16th, 2006 was the date it was scored. Obi he won Witt the Calder
2: that year. Yes, won
4: the Calder trophy that year and the goal was scored against NHL goaltender Brian Boucher.
1: Oh, my god.
4: He's <laughs> the <laughs> picture i painted now. And, and,
2: and, and who was the defenseman that was trying to stop Obi from scoring? Uh, was that Derek Morris? Who?
0: If that's correct, so.
1: then you deserve another point. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's googling it, dude. Trust me, there's no <laughs> way he gets that Wait your your brain doesn't work like that, Mikey. Not like that, dude. Not like that.
1: Mikey's brain thinks
0: it. He just doesn't say it. Yeah, I knew Derek
4: Morris, man. <laughs> that's the next
1: one coming up, Derek Morris.
4: Well, there we go. You guys like that? That was really that, good. That
2: was, yeah, that, that was that was good. Yeah, that's a different format. I, it, it took like twelve hands for my brain to get into it. <laughs>
4: yeah it's a, it's a,
1: a lot to think about
4: a little tough one there yeah well thanks for playing
2: and good <laughs> job Kyle thanks for bringing that holy smokes and yeah. for the record I think oh I don't know if the defenseman was there
4: there was I, I'm looking at a picture that says number 23 who I don't know who it was though
2: 23 on the 2006 coyotes Google.
4: Yeah, on January 16th, coached by Wayne Gretzky.
2: (laughs) The year that Alexander Ovechkin won the Calder Trophy.
4: I believe so, yeah.
2: (laughs) Number 23, Don McLean. I don't know about that one.
1: Oh, wrong season. Hold on. The Ekman Larson, number
4: twenty
1: three. <laughs> oh, Paul Mara. Oh, Paul. Oh, yeah.
4: Great beard on that guy.
2: <laughs> Great beard on that guy. I remember him being clean shaven one playoff, but he had the biggest beard ever, or like like clean shaven like head, like like just sparkly head, and then oh. his beard was just like monstrous. Mhm. Anyways, Maxwell.
1: Jeez, you yeah, that know. was quite the trivia. That was good. I like that style, Corey.
4: Okay, good. Okay.
1: So mine's uh, more of a standard one here, the usual Kyle format. Uh I got four hints for you. Um it is a player. So yeah, we'll just probably kick it off. This one the first one's a little longer of a hint, so bear with me. So, this goalie was a part of one of the most bizarre NHL All Star Games scenarios. After replacing Richard Brodeur as the Canucks' representative, he went on to be voted as the game's MVP in the middle of the game. Although, after Wayne Gretzky scored four times against them in the final 10 minutes, a revote was commenced, <laughs> and Gretzky took the MVP honors after all. <laughs> <laughs> that is the ultimate. Yeah, that is a great laugh in the face. So
4: I, I think, know. I think I know who it is. Okay.
2: Yeah,
1: I, Kyle. No. Can you reread it? Sorry, I was uh, I was
2: okay. too focused on Gretzky scoring tonight.
1: <laughs> um. So this goalie was a part of one of the most bizarre NHL All-Star Game scenarios. After replacing Richard Brodeur as the Canucks representative. He went on to be voted as the game's MVP in the middle of the game. Although after Wayne Gretzky scored four times against them in the final 10 minutes, a revote was commenced and Gretzky took the MVP honors.
4: Yeah, I think I got it. I think I know, I know. this
2: one. I don't have anything, so next okay,
1: Corey, yeah, I'm pretty sure Corey will know it. Um, this goaltender holds the record for the most losses in WHA history.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: not the best back so far. <laughs> Nothing, Kyle.
2: My brain's working; it's just not putting together stuffs.
1: So keep on going. All right, Mikey, Aaron, anything? No.
0: I didn't I even pay attention to old for me.
1: <laughs> All right, well, next Corey one, Corey Schneider. No. Uh, This goalie picked up two famous nicknames throughout his career. That being Lotto and Cheech.
0: Oh, Schiesser! I think.
1: And there is reasons behind them. I can explain, but after Mikey, close
0: Dwayne (laughs) Rolson.
1: I don't know. No, I don't know. Kyle's hard thinking, I can tell.
3: <laughs> I feel like I have a guess, but it might be completely wrong.
1: Okay. I kind of have a guess too, but I don't think I'm anywhere close. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'll read the next, well, last hint here. It might help you, that's for sure. After retiring before the 1985 86 season, he began his broadcasting career. Oh. To, to oh, which yeah, okay, He still I I got does it. it to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my. Yeah, <laughs> Corey. I'm pretty sure you um, probably knew it.
4: Yeah, John Garrett. Yep, John Garrett.
1: Canucks commentator. <laughs> um, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs>
3: yeah, I would be Kyle. Yes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like Kelly Rudy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm thinking Kelly Rudy too. Aaron, is <laughs> there we go. Does, Mikey really like hey. Does it really count though if Aaron doesn't say it right? gonna make fun of my keeper saying it
3: so. I think you can give me like a half point. Come on.
0: Yeah yeah we'll give
2: you one for sure. Yeah sure Aaron we'll add you to the list. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> 0.5. <laughs> um, I was
0: definitely thinking Kelly you too because he's the only one I like remembered.
2: Yeah, same. I John Garrett is that the Kinect's like type up, or the color commentator?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: They call him that sometimes in the broadcasts.
1: Cheech, every once in a while. That's, that's, what, that's, that's what why goes. I thought right when you got it, well, said you might have a guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, Cheech yeah. for his, uh, you know, he used to look like famous Cheech. Um, like, wait, right. like who? Like from Cheech and Sean. He looked like. Oh, he I He used to look like him back in the day yeah. with like the big afro, and that's what fans call him. The other nickname is not as. Nice lotto. Um, obviously, uh, for you know, Canada, you got the lotto 649, and that also represents his career goals against average of 649. <laughs> <laughs> so, not the nicest one. I can see why they call him Cheech a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, what's this guy's name again? John Garrett. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, that first fact when I was reading it, it was too hilarious. The guy's winning the MVP honors and then gets it stolen.
3: So what is the scenario that they vote for him midway through the game? I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know why that was a thing, but apparently it was. And then obviously Gretzky just killed them. So
3: Yeah, they don't do that
2: anymore. They they just, miss- 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 6.49 <laughs> goals against average really showed in that last 10
1: minutes.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So yeah, that is indeed John Garrett, and that uh, is our trivia. Obviously, we had a trivia Tuesday yesterday, and the answer to that was Ty Domi. He also has some crazy facts about him. He's quite the read.
3: Everybody's favorite figure skater. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Man, so, seeing some of those photos of him in that <laughs> competition were too hilarious. Um... Yeah, that's about it. Um, obviously, I kind of came up with this on the spot. Uh, so our next fan question for you guys, uh, which will be posted on the Insta, is who do you think wins the Vesna trophy at the end of the year? That was a big topic for us during this podcast. And we'd love to hear your opinions as well. Uh, and Aaron, why don't you do the outro?
3: Sure, thank you, Max. So before we go here, we do have another Canuck Avalanche game coming up this Friday, which the whole Chelstars crew will actually be attending this time, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, let's get some score predictions before we go here. Kyle, you're up first.
2: I'll go last.
3: Okay, Corey, you're up first.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> what a <guy. laughs> um, uh 3 2 Canucks. 3 2 Canucks. Shit.
0: <laughs> Mikey? Um, 6-4 Canucks. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> All right, Max?
1: I will say... Hmm. 4-3 Canucks.
3: All right, I will go 5-4 Canucks. And Kyle?
2: Obviously going for the Avalanche, I think... Um my squad's got a three-game win streak. You guys have lost... What is this? Hey, we won we against lost Carolina. lost five of your last six. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm thinking Colorado. I think it's going to be dominant. Colorado's on a roll. They're getting a little bit healthy. See, my only hesitation is, is Makar playing or not? He missed the game today against Calgary. We still won. won't. But, I mean, it's like a 50-50 chance he'll play. Um... So, I'll go conservative. Um, five to two for Colorado. All
3: right.
1: Conservative. Conservative. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll I have think... to
3: see if we're a little closer with the predictions than last time.
2: Yeah, last I hope time, I'm spot on. on. <laughs> I hate when I I'm hate sure when my team do. loses when I'm in <laughs> when I'm in the stadium. <laughs> I get heckled too much. It's too fun being the heckler.
3: (laughs) All right. Well, as always, make sure you guys check out our Instagram and Facebook, both at Chell Stars. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Thanks for tuning in.